The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Here comes Alexander-Arnold in a great position and Salah sticks out a foot and gets the goal that he's threatened in this first 20 minutes. And the 100 is up. He joins the club in the Premier League. Special, special moment. Down by Van Dijk and... In the end, it's rather shoveled into the net by Fabinho. And finally, Sadio Mane, finally. That's what he does, though. He sticks at it. Pretty impressive away day at Leeds, but of course it's clouded by a bad injury to Harvey Elliott. Liverpool brilliant on the day at Ellen Road. Uh, Thiago, Fabinho, some of the star performers. It's the Red Agenda with myself, Steve Hothersall, James Pearce and Kiever O'Neill. We've got to get straight to the situation uh, with Harvey Elliott. James, you were there. I mean, absolutely distressing for, for the young lad, for supporters watching. Just not the scenes you want to see. No, um, it was it was absolutely horrific, to be honest. I think um, you know it happened just, just down in front of the press box at Ellen Road. And I think... You knew within a couple of seconds that something um, very, very serious had occurred to Harvey Elliott because you only had to look at the face, you know, the, the the look of horror on the face of Mohamed Salah, and as he gestured frantically to the bench for assistance, and you know, thankfully the um, the medical staff got to him, you know, incredibly quickly, and I think you know we saw both sets of players come together and offer their help and support for him in such a difficult moment. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was thankfully he was you know, still conscious. Obviously, when he was led away on the stretcher, and then we know subsequently he he was able to leave Leeds General Infirmary on Sunday evening and return back to Merseyside. Um, but yeah, the poor lad's facing a a long, a grueling rehabilitation program um, because you know it's it, it is a very serious injury to to dislocate your left ankle. I think. You know, surgery will will follow most likely on Tuesday, um, and then after that we should have some idea on on the kind of time scale involved because at the moment you know it it's it would be purely guesswork because it depends on the extent of the ligament damage and whether they're fractures as well as the dislocation. Kiva, I've not seen a replay of of the tackle. Um, I was only hearing the analysis from the TV commentators saying you know it wasn't as bad as perhaps a tackle that we we would think. You, you know, would do such damage. Obviously, the player himself, Pascal Strout, was, was shown a red card. Have you seen it again? Do you want, you know, is, is there any clearer idea of actually just what happened in that moment? Uh, I don't want to see it again, but Sky Sports did show a replay of it after the game up until the point, obviously, when, unfortunately, his, his ankle must, uh, you know, dislocate. Um, and that was just hard to watch, to be honest. Um but it, it did look innocuous in the sense, you know, he was just sort of going for the ball and, you know, the player never meant it, you know, that like no player means to, to do that. There was a challenge later on, on on Sadio Mane, which could have had the same effect, you know. So it's just sometimes these things happen for it to happen to Harvey Elliott at this point in his career after, you know, he joined Liverpool, was pretty much with the academy for that, that first season. Then he goes out and absolutely 
bosses it on loan with Blackburn. And then this is his, you know, no one was actually really expecting this to be his season in a way, but it has been. He's he's grabbed hold of it. What he must be doing in training is phenomenal for him to be, you know, starting games for Liverpool in the Premier League against, ahead of the likes of Liverpool's captain, Jordan Henderson, for one. And, you know, you could reel off a list of players. You know, he's impressed that much. And then not only that, but when he plays, he's just looked... You know, he's just looked like a Premier League footballer. He's looked like one of the best players on the pitch for Liverpool. Um, so for this to happen to him at this point, particularly the sad thing was Jordan Henderson was just about to come on for him. And you just think, God, if that could have been made just a, a minute sooner or, you know, but, you know, I guess we'll be questioning that. I just think, you know, hopefully he can, like James said, it isn't too bad and it is sort of a, a clean dislocation in a way. They can put it back in and, you know, hopefully it'll be like Andre Gomez because I think, you know, he, everyone was feeling that his career would be over when, you know, the Everton player got injured. But he, he come back and, you know, he's, he's looked great, hasn't he? Um, so fingers crossed for Harvey because it is the start of his career um, and just, just really upsetting scenes. You know, you've seen Klopp after getting interviewed and at one point I thought he was going to cry. You know, he, he looked really emotional and like James said it was right there in front of everyone um, really distressing and I don't know it was funny because the, the last what, what, game What was he so furious about Kiva? He was asked a question wasn't he and he said I can't say something right now ab- about this he wasn't furious about the challenge itself was there something else? I'm not too sure to be honest I just think he didn't want to go in on the red card situation that everyone wants to talk about I think he just sort of wanted to focus on Harvey. That was my feeling from it, but I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I was just going to say that, uh, obviously, Ellen Road last last season, it sort of didn't feel like, you know, actually watching a game of football because of all the Super League stuff. And then as soon as that happened, you know, it just the game just felt a bit pointless, didn't it? Even though Liverpool absolutely cruised to a 3-0 win, it was just very much, you know everyone's thoughts with Harvey Elliott, the young baller who I think will be back. We've learned so much about his personality, James, already. We, we know what a good guy he is, but this established it even more. So within seconds of being stretched off the field, he's, he's applauding the fans or applauding him, which you don't see that often. Then we hear about him getting to the hospital and giving his shirt to a young lad who's broken his arm playing football and just in the Sunday league who can't quite believe He's next to Harvey Elliott. And, of course, he, he puts an update on his Instagram, which which Jürgen refers to. I mean, this is an all-round great guy, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's why it probably has affected everyone as much as it has done, because, you know, sadly, as supporters and as players and as staff, they've become wearily accustomed to seeing key personnel suffer horrific injuries, you know, even, you know especially when you look at the... The succession of, of them that there's been in the last 12 months, but this one does seem especially cruel because, you know, so young, you know, just absolutely living his dream for the for the club that he's, you know, adored since he was a toddler and his dad, Scott, took him to Anfield for the first time. And, you know, as Kiva touched on before, you know, in terms of the way in which he's embraced that loan at Blackburn and come back this summer and, you know, not only forced his way into Klopp's plans, but, like, is keeping out you know, multi-title winning players in, you know, a massive expensive signings like, you know, in, in Thiago and, and Naby Keita and, you know, to earn the faith of his manager, the the respect of all the senior players with, you know, not just his talent, but his work ethic and his application and 
the adoration of the fans. I think that all makes it, you know, just even more difficult to to swallow. And um, yeah, I wasn't surprised really when you heard those stories about, you know, him thinking about others and, you know, giving his shirt and his boot away to, to a young boy who'd broken his arm. And um, yeah, and I think, you know, at the moment it's probably difficult to, to kind of think of anything positive to say because it just seems so heartbreaking and so cruel. But, you know, he will be surrounded by a huge amount of love and support. And, and of course, and people like Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez, you know, he's got players there who know what it's like to go through things like this and will help him through the, the you know, the difficult days to, to follow, which I'm sure there will be many after the operation. And, you know, and, and he's surrounded by, you know, absolute, you know, elite medical and sports science staff. And, um, you know, I think that's important to touch on as, as well. The fact that, you know, someone, you know, Jim Mox and the club doctor and Chris Morgan, the, the physio were, you know, I think, I think someone said to me last night, it was seven seconds between Harvey Elliott going down and then, and then, and then being on the scene and, and giving him treatment. And, um, yeah, you know, they've, they've been praised for their actions and, the speed with which they were able to put the dislocated joint back in place, because that is, you know, time is obviously at the, of the essence in a in a situation like that. And um, yeah, Chris Morgan especially, I think, you know, he was someone who was bizarrely targeted by online trolls last season when people were desperately looking for a scapegoat. Um, when um, you know there there were that well, there was that unprecedented injury crisis, but um, yeah, there's a, there's a big disparity between the way that he was maybe regarded then by some people outside the club and the way he's regarded inside the club because, um, you know, the players massively appreciate his input and his value to Liverpool came to the fore yesterday with the with the care that him and Jim Moxon gave Harvey. Absolutely. Kiva, the, st- the start of the rehab journey must feel hard. I mean, it, it'll probably get tougher, but, you know, we think back to other injuries we've seen and players have been out for a long time, Virgil van Dijk. Um and before we came onto the pod, we were talking and you said you woke up. It was the first thing you were thinking about. Poor Harvey, you know, what's his situation this morning? And of course, he put a bit of positivity on his social media. He's He's got a tough road ahead, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And I do think that actually this time right now, just before his operation and just after and when everyone's, you know, flooding around him with messages and support... I think that is almost easier um, for him because that'll sort of just be like a wave and that'll get him through the first month, I'd say. Um, it's after that, you know, there'll be days when, you know, he might be alone in the in the gym watching the players outside or something like that and it might, you know, feel like he hasn't kicked a ball in months and that kind of thing. But I think that's when it'll really sort of kick in for him. But, you know, as Van Dijk was speaking last night, you know, he was out for such a long time and there would have been those dips in his um, mentality. But, you know, having people around you, like James mentioned, the specialists at the club and, you know, they've been through this last season with so many players, so they're just used to it anyway. Um, I think he'd be absolutely fine. Um, He has that attitude to share a picture, literally from what looked to be the ambulance um, on, on the way to the hospital in Leeds and then, you know, to like give away his, his top and his one of his boots is just I think just speaks volumes of him for him to be applauding as he goes off the pitch and, you know, he'll probably post another update. It's almost like a new generation of players. This is, you know, how they maybe deal with it. We're probably not used to that. This is the new, you know, the social media generation I guess coming through. And, you know, Harvey has been um just phenomenal in so many ways. Like 
as a, a young man, um, you know, I think his, his tribute to the 96, obviously now 97, um, when he was playing for Blackburn was just, you know, so emotional and, and lovely to see. Um, what a gesture from a young player who just understands this football club, like James said, you know, um, to be supporting Liverpool from such a young age and now to be living his dream and almost have it cruelly taken away from him. But it's not taken away for so long. You know, we know this is a special uh, generational talent of Fields and, you know, he will be back. Um, just, yeah, everything about him just is is positive and we can't get that across enough just how you know in recent weeks he's the last on the pitch he's the last getting pitches with fans and giving his shirt away and that kind of thing he, he just gets this football club and um that's great to see so for it to happen to him just it does feel just so cruel What about the pressure on on the squad? I don't think any of us would have thought he'd start three of the first four games, James. So given that, clearly, he was integral to Jurgen's thinking for the entire season. Oh, 100%. I think um, you know the biggest compliment you could pay him based on the, the first month of the season was that he's given this team you know, a, a, another dimension with his, his energy, his vibrancy, his, his dynamism is creativity it's you know the right hand side of that team has just you know the 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 balance has has been tweaked by having him as the kind of the right sided of the midfield three the combination we've seen between him and and Trent and with Mo Salah um you know offered just so much kind of hope and excitement for for the weeks and months to come so um yeah it's going to force a, it's going to have to force a rejig i think that's the that's the other thing that at the moment I think obviously everyone is just worried about Harvey and making sure that you know everything is done as you know as much as possible to help him in such a tough time. But then you know when the dust settles for Jurgen Klopp, he has to find a way through this, and um, and it is a it's a, it's a huge blow, especially when you think that you know it wasn't that long ago that Klopp was talking about how you know you know it, it felt like Liverpool must had their you know their lorry load of misfortune last season to last for years, and to so to suddenly lose this new bright hope. You know the 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 only real you know new face, a new element to this team that had given Liverpool, you know I'd, I'd say some unpredictability as well in terms of from what we've seen of them so far this season. You know opponents wouldn't have expected to have been come up coming up against Harvey Elliott and and what he's added to this team. So it, it will force a, a rejig. I think. You know, probably going forward, it's probably going to hurt Liverpool more in terms of losing Harvey as another potential option in the front line, as opposed to, you know, in midfield, there still are decent options, aren't there? I think when you look at yesterday, you know, Thiago, I felt that was a, a big step forward for him after obviously a slow start to the season. Fabino was absolutely outstanding, I thought. Um, and, and obviously Jordan Henderson is there. You've got Naby Keita, you know, how Liverpool now really need him to, to step up and deliver. Same goes for Curtis Jones. Obviously, James Milner is back fit again is, is another option. Um, but it's, yeah, it's at that top end of the field where, you know, at times I'm sure we would have seen Harvey deputising maybe for, for Mo Salah or, or for Sadio Mane. You know, that's now no longer an option. And, you know, when you think at the moment, you know, Firmino is, is still out. Of course, Minamino is out. Um, Origi didn't even make the bench yesterday, and and you know Liverpool finished the game with Oxay Chamberlain playing as the central striker. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, squad depth is a concern. It has to be. Um, you know, we, we said, I think, before a ball was kicked this season, I said Liverpool can win the league, but they need luck. They need luck because they don't have the depth that some other teams have because of their because because of the extra spending power their rivals have but um yeah this 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 is you know it just feels like a you know a, just a horrible bit of negativity when we should be talking about a team that's actually started the season absolutely brilliantly you know 10 points out of 12 just one goal conceded you know what was it 30 odd shots yesterday they absolutely destroyed leeds um yeah you know what what should have been a, a mood of jubilation was was incredibly subdued. Yeah, they were brilliant to watch, weren't they? It was just some sensational football at times. That atmosphere, Kiva, that they're they're underrated. They're sort of criminally underrated by others. Yeah, I definitely think in the opening five minutes, I was watching that game and some of the touches. I was thinking, God, this is some team. And I don't think, you know, they probably do get enough credit. We're here to give them that credit, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just some of the touches and passing and the movement, everything feels really quick. And I'm thinking, nothing looked as quick as this last season. It just feels like different. And, you know, Harvey Elliott's been crucial to that as well, I think, just adding in a little bit of extra spice. Did think he was due a goal yesterday as well, which is just unfortunate because you felt like once he got one, he go on to get at least 10 this season, if not more. He just feels like that kind of player. Um, but yeah, everyone looks good. Salah, obviously we have to touch on his 100th uh, Premier League goal, which, you know, is just, I mean, just breaks records for a living, doesn't he? Just just loves it. I think fifth fastest <laughs> to join the, the 100 club, um, alongside the likes of Alan Shearer, Thierry Henry, um, just, you know, his name's up there and has been up there for a while in terms of players who've just absolutely, you know, rocked the Premier League. Um, and then obviously Sadio Mane, I loved how just, you know, it took him 10, was it that his 10th shot in the end? And his best one, of course, to score. He was just trying and trying. And I loved how like he was just laughing his head off after it and sort of saying to his teammates, like, thanks for still passing to me, even though I was missing all of them. I think <laughs> I read an stat that was his, his most shots in in any game um, so you know to get a goal was you know it was going to come wasn't it um, yeah just what was it Kiva because I was watching thinking there's no way he's going to score in this game it was it was getting ridiculous wasn't it at one point you know just in terms of the number of efforts he was having yeah it was it was getting to the point where it was like he's, he's never going to score and he's going to have one of them seasons again where just like you know he, he struggles to score but I think that was why that goal was actually really crucial in a way because I think if he doesn't score then that might linger into the next game Um, obviously got a massive game coming in midweek and you know I know we've spoken about Harvey Elliott a lot but I was kind of ready for Harvey Elliott to just boss the Champions League I just you know just to sparkle in it and obviously we won't probably get to see that um potentially this this year um I don't know how soon he can come back but yeah um what what a game I think Liverpool have only played AC Milan in two finals so it's going to be going to be a nice little reunion with them isn't it that's something else isn't it let's let's go back to Mo quickly so his 100th Premier League goal which is remarkable Kiva touched on it he breaks records all the time only two African footballers have scored 100 or more Drogba's on 104 so he's going to break that record isn't he Um, this 100th goal wouldn't have happened without Joel Matip though James what a run from Big Joel 
Yeah, and um, you know he's a he's another player, isn't he? Who's started the season, you know, fantastically well. I think um, he's talking of people that are underrated. I think Joel Matip certainly fits in that category in terms of he barely gets a mention, does he? I think in the wider discussion about centre backs in in the Premier League, but um, yeah, there's a very good reason why we haven't seen Ibrahima Kanate in a Liverpool shirt so far, and that is because Matip has been operating at, at such a, a high level. And um, yeah, let's just hope, you know, the fact that he was able to, you know, have a, you know, a, a decent break and a full pre-season, that that does hopefully lead to a change in his luck on the injury front. And he is able to stay fit because he is an absolute class act, isn't he? And, we, and that, that his role can't really be understated in that win because that was typical of, you know, what I thought was clearly a part of the game plan from Klopp that was with Leeds as man marking. You need players to, to bring the ball out and, and to force Leeds players out of position and utilise the pockets of space. And um, he certainly did that. You know, he was, you, know, you don't see too many centre-backs, you know, lurking on the edge of the opponent's penalty box, playing one-twos with, with Mo Salah and, um, you know, an absolutely perfect pass to create the angle for Trent to put one on a plate, on a plate for... For Salah, so um, yeah, some I mean, some of the quality of Liverpool's football was absolutely sensational, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was absurd, really, that at the break it was only one nil because you th- you thought you know Liverpool could have had three, four, or five. They were so much better than Leeds, and you know that is, and you know I, there was there was some very unsavory chanting at times amongst the Leeds fans, but it, you know in 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 terms of the general atmosphere, it was. It was spiky. It was hostile, and there was you know that was a difficult place to to go and and put on the kind of show that Liverpool did. And yes, of course they weren't the same team after Harvey Elliott went off because I I think you could see the psychological toll that it took on everyone seeing a young boy suffer like he had done. But they did still rediscover their poise late on, and yeah, and that's you know I just really hope that Sadio Mane is able to kick on from that goal because. I must admit, I had given up hope of, of seeing him score because it, it just seemed like it just wasn't going to happen for him, was it? You know, he, he he was overthinking everything and he was having 27 touches when when two would have done. And um, so, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been kind of a bit, a bit of a disjointed start to the season from him, I'd say. I still think he's a million miles off where we know he can be. But, yeah, he... he it's just a belief thing, I think. I don't. It's and that that let's hope that that's a bit of a weight off his shoulders and he can kick on now because, um, yeah, Liverpool Liverpool don't have a deep enough squad in that department to be for anyone to be a passenger. I think the psychology of that goal personally could be massive for him, Kiva. We know and like we've all talked to strikers. You know when they do try hard and if they don't get the goal, it's some a bigger cloud sits over their head. You could see the, the almost the release, the relief when he scored it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, his smile, you know, as soon as the camera panned him and he sort of motioned like, you know, I finally got there, lads, thanks for sticking with me. Um, I feel like if he didn't do that, then he he would have come off the pitch because I really love this about Mane. He can be really, like, frustrated and angry if he doesn't do well and you can see it, you know, we've seen it so many times because he demands so much from himself. So when he doesn't score or assist or, you know, just get involved or have the game he thinks he should be having, he's the first person that's disappointed in his own performance and I think that speaks volumes of him. So to see him smiling in the way he was and, you know, after what had happened as well, 
Um, it was just nice for the team to have that moment and also just to see out the game, really, because, you know, 2 0 scoreline's always tricky going into the last 10 minutes. Obviously, we knew there was going to be a lot of stoppage time as well. If Leeds were to nick a late goal as he did at Ellen Road, you know, last season, then you'd think, you know, that would have set up a nervy finish. But I don't know, again, this Liverpool team are showing so many, just they're not showing what they showed last season at times. I think Van Dyke probably has a lot to do with that and other players as well. I think Alisson, we have to mention his performance again, just solid as a rock. Um, done so well for that Bamford um, to get back on his line for that Bamford shot to tip that over as well. Um, he could have been left, you know, uh, red face there and you know really embarrassed, but obviously he wasn't. And um, I think he's been inspired for him as any this season. But yeah, I just think moments like that a key key to Liverpool's season, and they haven't really shown that kind of nervous energy. Even then, you know, even when it was two 0 um, probably last season that they would have maybe shown at times. They're showing that, you know, maybe dating back to the season before more so where, you know, they go 1-0 up even, you know, in the last few minutes, you're still pretty much betting on them to, to see out the game. Um, it's nice to have that energy back, I think. What else could be key is, is goals from midfield and, and Fabinho's goal, let's face it, was welcome. First time he scored, what, he didn't score last season, is that right, James? You know, he, he must be aware of that. I think the midfielders as a whole would want to weigh in a little bit more. Yeah, I think it was June 2020, wasn't it, his, his, his previous goal. I think 50-odd games, um, he'd gone without one. Um, yeah, that you know, certainly that is an area, isn't it, when you're, you know, you're, you're looking for improvement. I think it was one of the reasons why there was a bit of a clamour to, you know, to, to go and get someone else in in that department this summer because... You know Liverpool. You know when you look at the goals and assists. You know I think what well, did Genie Wijnaldum score in the league last season? Two or three, and he, I think he was Liverpool's highest scoring midfielder. And you, you know, I mean, yes, we know that in the in Klopp's tactical system, you know they're not massively reliant on midfielders bombing on and breaking lines and getting in the box. But you still need others to chip in. There can't be too much of a burden on Salah and Marnie to always be the go-to players so um so yeah I thought he, I thought he took it really well and you know it, it capped off what was a really special performance he, he was my man of the match for Bino I just thought he's he's just such you know I don't think there's anyone better around in that holding midfield role in terms of being in the right place at the right time that ability to sense danger the number of you know blocks and clearances and interceptions he makes and He's just so good at like just doing things with a minimum of fuss and helping snuff out potential difficult situations and putting Liverpool back on the the front foot again. So um, so yeah, when you when you think that what was it less than forty eight hours before the game, his involvement was still in doubt as they waited for this agreement to be reached with with FIFA and the the, the Premier League and the Brazilian FA and and the FA in this country. You know, thank goodness that was resolved because you know him and Allison, you know played that played a huge part and um yeah if if Liverpool are going to be successful this season then Fabinho is going to be an absolutely you know massive massive part of that right so the lads are all ready for Wednesday night can't wait Kiva uh AC Milan it feels like every game in this Champions League group is is unmissable whereas I don't know whether for you you know in previous years there's one or two games that come up and you think yeah they're all right but it you know it wouldn't be the end of the world if I didn't Grab the whole of this one. All these, starting with AC Milan, absolutely have you on the edge. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, 
there's so much to that game, I think, obviously, with the history between the two clubs. And then, um, you know, I, I was watching the Italian football show on BT Sport last night, just caught a bit of it and um, watched the end of the Roma game, by the way, which was superb ending. Um, Mourinho's doing bits out there. They've, they're unbeaten. Um, scored a last-minute last winner. Um, but yeah, so I was watching that just to sort of say, I wonder if AC Milan's highlights will come on, and they did. And obviously, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored for I think what how many seasons has he scored for now? That was his first goal of the season, I think. And you know, you think you've got him to come to Anfield, Olivier Giroud who does like a goal against Liverpool in his time. Um, and yeah, so there's there's a lot to that. It just feels like a real, you know, a quarter final sort of fixture, a semi final fixture, and we know a final fixture, but I think it's nice to see AC Milan getting back there because they lost the way for a bit, didn't they, for those seasons, pretty much maybe what the in the in the tens are we calling it? Um to see them sort of, you know, get back to grips with Champions League football. You know, they are the seven time winners. Liverpool obviously won it six times. So, you know, quite a few trophies between them and a lot of history there and um, yeah, just really looking forward to the game. There couldn't be a better opener, could there really? And I think, you know, most people, um, even neutrals, will, will have their eyes on that one. I still love the occasion, James. I still love the Champions League music. It's it's just something different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and, and especially now we've got fans back in, I think it, it, it just wasn't the same, was it? Um, seeing Champions League football and hearing that anthem echo around, you know, empty stadiums and um, yeah I think I think what with the injury situation last season Liverpool just couldn't you know you, you kind of knew deep down once you got into the knockout stages that you know, it just it, it just you know n- nothing nothing told you that Liverpool could possibly be serious contenders for the Champions League last season once you know the centre-backs had, had been absolutely decimated by by injuries but you know this time around with the way that they've started domestically um, you know, I think you do have that hope that you want to see Liverpool back amongst the absolute elite and 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 challenging for this trophy. And as you said, it's a fantastic group. You know, it's um, yeah, I can't I can't wait for Anfield on on Wednesday night. It seems you know, seems like a really really long time ago that that there was a, a full house at Anfield for, for to hear that anthem played and. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Klopp plays it. I think because um, I think there will be some tired legs after the weekend. Whether you know what does he do? Does he probably a bit of a dilemma there? Whether you you stick with Van Dijk and Matip, you know, or, or do or do you think the time has come to maybe hand Canate a debut and give one of them a breather? And then you know I'm sure we'll probably see some you know some fresh legs in midfield. Of course, you know now that you know, whether he turns to, to Naby Keita or or James Milner even potentially. So. Um, but yeah, just it's just great that the Champions League is back. We're sponsored for this episode of Walk On by LinkedIn, so it's only right that we crowbar in a reference to Liverpool's super slick recruitment process while we talk them up. Because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like Arnie Slot, probably. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. In fact, on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash walk. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash walk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks as always to uh, to Kiva and James. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And um, the Red Agenda 2 or Red Agenda Extra will be back later this week when we'll be looking back at Liverpool against um, AC Milan. We're going to finish this Red Agenda by catching up with Steve Martin, who's the man behind the Anne Williams uh, Memorial Golf Day, which has been going for how many years now, Steve? This will be the ninth edition of the event. Uh, last year's eighth edition was obviously postponed because of the pandemic and things. Uh, just a quick one on last year's event. With the help of our ambassadors, supporters, whole sponsors and players, we still managed to donate over £6,500 to fans of Orton's two banks without having an event. Uh, that makes me very, very humble to we can still do that level of support without actually holding the event in Anne's name. Last year, gave money to fans supporting food banks. Do you, do you go to different charities year on year or how do you decide how you're going to distribute those funds? We will never support a mainstream charity because they simply don't need our money. So this year's chosen charity is a Liverpool Sunflowers who are based in Egbeth. They're a, chance, a cancer support charity. And obviously we all know the figures around cancer. The one and two figure is just, well, smashing the face, doesn't it? So this charity support people from 800 family members to different families each month and provide 20,000 cancer submissions each year. An amazing, an amazing service. And during the pandemic, when hospitals were closed, they picked up the bulk of Macmillan, who didn't support the people. They're, honestly, Steve did a, an amazing service and a credit to Liverpool as a city. And every penny that we raise in Anne's memory will be going to an amazing charity. Brilliant course. You mentioned Anne there, of course, and it's incredible to have her name, if you like, headlining your golf day. I would imagine her family are, are thrilled with that. And why is it so important to you as a committee to have Anne's name there? Um, me, obviously, Anne's son, Kevin, passed away at Hillsbeth before she passed away herself of Jordan, about her own battle of cancer. Anne's legacy basically got the 14-0 results from the Hillsbeth Independence Report Panel. Anne opened up cans of worms that other people weren't willing to open. She knocked down doors. Without Anne never giving up the fight, I don't think then verdicts, the 14-0 would have ever happened. What happened following that with the court cases collapsing is just a disgrace to the justice system. It's not fair, it's not right, but the fact that people were even in the dock was primarily down to Anne, not giving up. It just gives me the drive and determination to respect this amazing, amazing lady. And our event is a testament to the lads who play, the whole sponsors, the support of the ambassador, the support of a professional golfer, until happy, you know, it makes me very proud of what we've built up, and it's all because of that. The two together, it's an amazing day. We call it a special day for the special lady, and that's it in a nutshell. And it certainly is. So, just remind us that the date and the venue for this. Um, it's this Friday, the seventeenth of September, at Heighton and Prescott Golf Club. Uh, the event is probably double booked. We've got so many people wanting to pun this year. The problem we normally have the event in July. But obviously, with the pandemic, as it was at the time, as a committee, we decided to push it back to give ourselves the best chance of holding the event in the way we want to hold it after last year's postponement. 
and we've done that and it's coming out very very quickly and the level of prizes we've got this year are mind-blowing honestly it's ridiculous it's i'm coming out to my house on friday and it took us three hours to go through all the prizes we've got support from all corners of the world it's ridiculous honestly mind-blowing professional golf events don't touch the prizes we've got and it's a testament to what we've built up and as i am very very proud and very humble by that Steve, congratulations. You and the team putting it together um, once more. That's the Anne Williams Memorial Golf Day. And I should just mention there's an incredible new Anfield mural paying tribute to, to Anne. So if you are heading into Merseyside, you might live on Merseyside, check it out. Just one of many brilliant murals, of course, um, that depicts the life and the great times and the important moments within the football club. And, of course, Anne is very much part of that. Steve, thank you very much for your time. Thank you to everyone for listening to the Red Agenda. Red Agenda Extra comes later this week. See you then.